moving and getting closer to you, Father. So right now we stand before you, Lord, as empty vessels saying, God, pour into us, oh God. Pour into us your word. Let your word, God, sink deep down in our hearts, Lord. And I pray, Father, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, Lord. That, Father, I would not say anything out of my mouth that you have not ordained, that you have not consecrated, that you do not anoint, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, arrest me so that you can speak through me in the name of Jesus. Arrest my flesh so that, God, no flesh shall glory in your sight at this particular moment in time, God. Father, your word is powerful. Your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, God. So let it go forth and do what it needs to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. While you're standing, while you're standing, grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can we turn the lights up in the house and turn the spotlight off, please? Hallelujah. And we're going to say our confessions, whatever it is, your Bible that you, or your, your tablet. Say, this is my Bible. I believe what it says. It has the power to transform my faith, my family, and my future. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just give somebody a hug on your way down to your seat. Give somebody a hug. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are y'all with me on today? Y'all said those confessions a little bit weak, but that's okay. That's all right. Hallelujah. God is yet moving. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are talking about pulling down strongholds. Pulling down strongholds. Praise the Lord. And I just want to give thanks to the praise and the worship team. Hallelujah. Come on, give them a hand clap of praise. Just want to um, let the church body know that... Um, we have brought on a musician, a keyboard player. He will be starting as of next week. So I am able to transition off of the keyboard. Amen. Come on, y'all. Praise the Lord. I, I, you you got to recognize when your time is up. You got to recognize when, when, when God is telling you, uh, to move and to put focus in other areas. And, and I could stay there. But if I stay there, I may do, be more of a detriment than I may be of a blessing and a, and, and, and a uh, thing that will help the ministry to progress. So I will be working alongside this young man who's going to be playing the keys. His name is Arius Boykins. You guys saw him here about two weeks ago. Um, very capable young man, and I, I praise God for him, um, him and his fiance and his uh, two children. So they will be coming on board um, with the ministry to, to, uh, to take us a little further. Uh, God has great things in store for Open Altar Worship Center. Y'all believe it? Yeah. 
Amen. We're transforming lives and, and developing and making disciples through the message of Jesus Christ. And that's what it's all about. It's all about kingdom work. Well, let me get right on into the message. Thank you, Brother Robert. Brother Robert on our, on our electric guitar. I love that. Yes. Praise the Lord. We are talking about pulling down strongholds through giving. Through giving. Um, and let me just define, I'm going to go ahead. Let, let's get the definition of what it means to give. The definition of to give means to put into the possession of another for his or her use. To put into the possession of another for his or her use. It means to transfer one's authority or custody. The authority that you have or the custody. I have custody or authority over this pen right now. But if I give it, if I give it to Sister Nikki, I have now transformed the authority that I have over that pen and the custody that I have and now it becomes her authority it now becomes her custody it's in her custody and in her authority so she can do whatever she wants to do with it as long as I have it I can do whatever I want to do with it so to give means to transfer one's authority or custody it also means to commit to another as a trust or responsibility and usually for an express reason. I give you myself because as a trust, as a responsibility, I don't have to take responsibility for myself. But when I give it to Sister Nikki, when I gave that pen to Sister Nikki, I no longer, I'm entrusting her with it, and I don't have the responsibility of trying to make sure that that ink pen works the way it needs to work. It's in her authority. It's in her responsibility to make sure that the ink pen does what it needs to do and actually write the things that it needs to write. To give means to freely transfer the possession of something or someone. Means to hand it over. Hand over. Give. 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 So we are talking about today pulling down strongholds through committing our trust and our responsibility. We're not going to take responsibility for ourselves. But God, I'm going to entrust you with my life. I give you total responsibility over my life for express reason. Why? Because God died. Jesus died for our sins. He bought us with the price. And let's go to, I'm going to make this plain. Let's go to Romans 12 and 1. And I'm going to read it in several translations because I'm 12, starting at 12 and 1. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give. To what? Give. To transfer what? Authority. Transfer responsibility. Your bodies to who? God. To God. Come on, y'all. To who? God. To God. 
Because why? Remember I said it is for a reason that you transfer the responsibility. Did I? Let's go. What's the definition? The definition said, don't go there. But it said um, for and to commit to another as a trust or responsibility and usually for an express reason. We are giving ourselves, we're transferring the responsibility for our lives over to God. Why? Because all that he has done for us. The reason, that's the reason why we do it. We do it because of everything that God has done for us. He woke us up on this morning. He's causing us to breathe on this morning. He's given us our jobs. He's given us the ability to walk. He's given us the articulation of our speech. Why? We could have walked in here and not had a voice. We could have not even walked in here. But for this reason, we give it to God. We give, we transfer responsibility. And it says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2. Verse 2 says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, I want to go into um, I underline behaviors and customs of this world. You remember when I spoke to you guys the last time, I talked about how uh, um, that there is, a, there is a culture that wants to take you away from God. A stronghold is a whole culture that is built up around something else. Built up, it could be a built up around truth or it could be built up around a lie. And so a stronghold, the behaviors and customs, there is a behavior and custom of this world that is constantly trying to lure you in, constantly trying to hold you hostage, constantly trying to take your mind and say, do this. The Bible says, Paul says, that which I would do, I don't do. And that which I don't want to do, I end up finding myself doing it. That is the culture. The culture is saying, no, I was reading something this week that it was talking about the law and sin. And it was saying of how the, the sin uh, 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 hid itself in the law, in the word of God. It made it look good. It made it look pleasing. And then at the end, what it said, it lured you in so much that you got into it. And once you got into it, you realize, wait a minute, this is sin. And you come to your realize, wait a minute, hold on, this is not right. And then you were saying, what in the world happened? And, and I like the translation that I read. It said that sin did what it was supposed to do. It hid itself. It made it look good and pleasing. And then when you, when you partook of it, you realize, wait a minute, this, didn't, this ain't so good for me. This is not what I needed. Praise the Lord. Let's read it in the message, by, uh, message translation. The message translation says, so here's what I want you to do. Tell somebody, here's what I want you to do. But you don't have to do it by yourself. God's going to help you. Romans 12 and 1 in the message translation says, here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Your sleeping, eating, going to work self, and walking around life, and do what? Place it before God as what? 
an offering. In other words, take everything, all every part of your life and give it to God. Give it to God. And then it says, after you give it, embrace what God does for you. When you do that, he's going to do something in return. You have to embrace what he's going to do for you. The other translation says all that he has done. This translation says embracing what God what? That's present tense. Does for you. And it's the best thing that you can do for him. The best thing that you can do for him. Verse 2 it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture. We become so well adjusted and say, well, this is the way that it is. Adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. How many, how many times you sit there and you fit in without even thinking? And I'm going to raise my hand because I can go in a grocery store and hear some of those songs that I used to hear back in the day. And all of a sudden I'm coming out the store singing that song. I got adjusted. Oh, y'all laughing because y'all know y'all do it too. <laughs> y'all do it too. We, we do it without even thinking. We fit in. We fit in. I, I think about um, even when we go into a public place, we fit in. We don't, we don't stand out as Christians sometimes. We don't, we don't stand for our faith, but we fit into the culture. Why? Because it's a lot easier to fit in than it is to go against the grain. It's a lot easier to go along with everyone than to say, no, I'm taking a stand. And even if sometimes we could take a stand, and when we take a stand, the pressure gets so hard that we eventually will give in. Y'all ever been there? I know I have. I don't want to be the, 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 the lone man out, the black sheep. That's the only one saying yes and everybody else is saying no. And then everyone's coming to you and saying, say, yeah, you know this. And then they try to convince you why you need to say yes. And so eventually the convincing sounds great enough. The, the argument to why you should say yes sounds great enough, even though, you know, God has probably said no, told you don't go, don't do, don't say. And you end up saying it because and, and I'm, let me just go here right for a moment. Let me thank you. There are times that even in our mind. We have a, and I'm, I'm to, I told you all this the last time. We have a whole conversation in our mind by ourselves, and we fight and we fight and we fight, and we say we're not going to say it, we're not going to do, we're not going, we're not going to go down that path. And before we having a whole argument, but before you know it, it's convincing and saying, well, you need to get them straight. You need to say this. You need to. Uh, why are you going to let them treat you like that? What you going to let them? And then all of a sudden, you want to justify and. and you're having this conversation in your mind and before you know it that conversation in your mind has now came out of your mouth <laughs> come out of your mouth and you fought it as long as you could why? because that culture was saying don't let them run over top of you don't let them take advantage of you you this and so what we do, we take responsibility for the situation instead of saying, God, here it is. Deal with it. It's, I, I, 
I'm giving. I give it to you, God. I transfer the possession of this over to you. Y'all with me on this one? I transfer the possession. And so it says, it says to instead fix your attention on God. Fix your attention on God and you will be changed, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. God, it's an inside job, y'all. God is into doing an inside job. If he can get the inside right, he can get the outside right. He wants to get our inside together. He wants to get our heart right. He wants to get our emotions right. He wants to get our thinking right. And it says readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly what? Respond. You got to know what he wants from you. And then what? Just don't know it, but respond to it. Unlike the culture. Listen, I mean, look at this. This culture that we live in, it says, unlike the culture around you, it's always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. We are stooping down to a level of immaturity. And y'all like, what's she calling me immature? No, that's the word of God. It says, unlike the culture, it's dragging you down. But yet you continually are submitting to the culture, submitting to those things that are around you. And it's dragging you down. It says, but God brings the best out of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. God wants us to be mature. I was getting ready to go to bed last night. Pastor Robert said, I always got to give a scenario of when the Lord speaks to me. So I was getting ready to go to bed last night. And I was prepping to go to bed. And I was like, and I, I was walking around the house. And I'm going to just tell you what the Lord told me. The Lord says, Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he says, we give more time and energy to our personal dreams and aspirations than we give to God and to seeking him. We give more time and energy to our personal dreams and aspirations than we give to God and seeking him. That hit me. That hit me. He said, you give, he's okay. (laughs) Give more to our personal dreams and aspirations than we do to seeking God. Instead, what we need to do is take our personal dreams and aspirations and transfer them to the authority of God. We need to give them to God. We need to transfer that possession over to him. Allow him to bring them to pass. And we've been studying prospering God's way. And this was the other thing that really got me. It says... There are 168 hours in a week. And if we give God just one hour a day, that's equal to 4% of our time. And we still have 96% to do other things. And some of us can't even give God an hour. That 4%. I'm raising my hand because I'm guilty sometimes. Not even able to give God that 4%. 
And we got 96 other hours to do whatever we want to do. We got to give God the time. We got to give him what's due his why because of all that he has done for us. All that he's done for us. I don't have a, a hooping message. I just wanted to talk to you guys today. God said he wants to draw us closer to him. A lot of us in here are struggling with some things. Dealing with some things. And God says, I want you to give it all to me. I want you to give it to me. Transfer that possession over to me. Let's look at Matthew 19, 16 and 22. Matthew 19, 16 through 22 says, Another day, a man stopped Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? What do I need to do to have this kind of life that you've called for me to have? What do I need to do to fulfill the destiny that you have called for me to fulfill? Every person in here, God has called you to a specific He has a destiny for your life. A destiny for your life. It's a destiny to pull other people to him. It's about kingdom work. When we were in uh, New Jersey yesterday, the the pastor that was being installed, he talked about his kingdom building. God wants to build his kingdom. If you guys don't recognize it by now, time is getting short. Look at the things that's going on. Read, the, read Revelations. Read the prophecies that talks about the ending and the incoming of this world and the ending of this age. You can see some of those things that are literally coming to pass right now. Seriously. You know, they were talking about the blood moons and the blood moons. Y'all remember when they talked about the blood moons? The blood moons was a couple of years ago. It happened. Would you say? It was one to blood moon. I'm telling you, the blood moon, y'all looking at me like, go read Revelations. It talks about the blood moons. And it talks about how it's, it's the ending and the incoming, the coming of this age. Look at what's happening in the government system. Look at what's happening overseas. The Bible said that there should be wars and uh, uh, rumors of wars. Towards the end of this age, people will have itching ears. Looking for a word that's going to tickle their ears. They will no longer adhere to sound doctrine. It's already happening. No more business as usual. And I cannot stand before you today. As your pastor and say, oh, give you a message that's going to be cushy and good. No, get it right. We have to get ourselves together and recognize that there is more to life than what we're doing life right now as. There's more to it. There's more to than just you and yours and me and mine. I'm not fussing. Do I sound like I'm fussing? I'm not fussing. But I have a passion. God wants us. He, I, I, 
I, I cannot sit here and say, God, we come to church 10 o'clock, open altar worship center, 4992 Euclid Road. We have been coming year after year, day after day, week after week, and still be the same. I cannot sit here and say, God, I've sat up on the word. I've read your word, God. I, I've heard your word, God. And then get before you and you say, get from among me. I know you not. He's going to say it. And he's going to say it to some people who have sat up under the word and heard the word. But because we did not grab a hold of it and because we did not do what the word said, it said when you hear the word, it said to quickly what? Do it. Because we did not quickly do it, we meant more. What I want means more. My flesh means more. My own selfishness and pride means more. I'm not hitting on nobody. Last time I preached, uh, last, the last time somebody called me and said, Pastor Wendy, said, I need you to give it a couple of Sundays before you sit there and, 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 and talk about me. But I wasn't talking about them. That was the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what was going on. Let's look at Matthew 19, 16 and 22. 16 verse 16 says, on another day, a man stopped Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Verse 17, it says, Jesus said, why do you question me about what's good? Don't ask me what's good. I've already shown you the good things. It says, God is the one who is good. I'm good. Bible says, good, I mean, the song says that he's a good, good father. He knows exactly what you need. And he says, if you want to enter the life God, uh, uh, enter the life of God, the good life that God has for you, just do what he tells you. Just do what he tells you. And then the man asked, what in particular? I don't know what he told me to do. Jesus said, I don't, um, Jesus said, don't commit murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man says, well, I've done all of that. I've done that. I've come to church, God. I read your word. I come to Bible study, Lord. I love you, God. I do all that I know that know how to do. So what's left? What's left? I'm, I'm good, God. And the man says, if you, Jesus said, if you want to give it all, if you want to give it all you've got, Jesus replied, go sell all your possessions. In other, word, in other words, transfer the possessions. Your possessions, transfer it to someone else. Give. Give everything to the poor. Give everything that you have. Are you ready to give everything that you have to God? It says all your wealth will then be in heaven. The possessions here was those things that that young man was holding on to. Was those things that thought he would make him important. Was those things that he felt that would cause him to live and be able to be successful in life. Jesus said give it all up. Give it. And then he said, not only do you give it, he said, come follow me. 
last verse it says, that was the last thing that the young man expected to hear. And so he was crestfallen. Crestfallen means he was sad. He was upset. Because he could not part. And I like what this last verse says, this last sentence. It says he was holding on tight to a lot of things. How many of you are holding on tight to a lot of things that you can't bear to let go? Anger, bitterness, pride, selfishness. God, if I don't do it, ain't nobody going to do it. Holding on to a lot, tight, tight, to a lot of things and he couldn't bear to let go. And because he couldn't bear to let go, he walked away. He wasn't willing to give it to God. He wasn't willing to give what he had to God. And I stand before you today say, give it all to God. When we give it to God, it's in good control. It's in good possessions. When we give what we have, when we give our ordinary everyday life to God, He's able to make something out of us. He's able to make us prosperous. He's able to do those things that we ordinarily would not be able to do. But God said, give it all to me. Are y'all willing to give it all to God today? Give it all. But what we do sometimes is, I'm going to use this as an example. Y'all don't judge me either. When I was growing up, my mama used to send me to the store. I was driving. Y'all did it too. Y'all know what I'm getting ready to say. She'd give you money to get what she needed to get. And then you come back. You ain't had to get a receipt. I know I was stealing. Y'all judge me already. I would give her part of the change back. I wouldn't give her all of the change I would section off a little bit over here and take some for me and then give her. And she didn't think nothing of it. She was like, is this all my change? Mm Mm-hmm. And knew I had about $5 in my pocket. Y'all laughing. (laughs) Is that why you looked at Gabe? (laughs) But that's good. I like what you said, Nikki. You gave, expecting some change back. You already knew in your mind the cost, the price that it was going to cost to get what you needed to get. God already knows the price that it's going to cost to get you to your destiny. You already know what it takes to get that valuable possession that you sent gave to the store for. And he comes back with the goods but does not give you the rest of the change. And we do the same to God. God gives us a little bit. He says, this is what I have for you. This is what I want to give you. And so we, he, or he says, I have a destiny for you. And we go and we do this and we, we read and we, whatever. And then we come to God and we don't want to give him all. We don't want to give it to him. When God says, I need, to get, I need for you to give up, 
And I ain't saying nobody quit their job. But when he says, I need for you to give up that job and trust me. We say, but God, I can't do that. I got bills. But God says, trust me. Now, don't quit your job, y'all. But I'm, I'm using that as an example. When God speaks to us, he says, this is the price. This is the price that I want you to pay. I need for you to give this. And we're unwilling to pay the price. We're unwilling to give ourselves to God. Y'all following me? How do we break strongholds through giving? And I'm almost done. Brother Robert, you can, you can get on the... I'm serious. I just wanted to speak to you guys today about giving your whole self. How do we break strongholds? When we give ourselves totally to God, and Sister uh, Holly, put... Um, Romans 12 and 1 up. The message translation though. Yes. When we give God our everyday ordinary life. When you lie down to go to sleep, give your life to God. Give it all to him. I woke up this morning. And when I woke up, before my feet ever hit the ground, the enemy tried to attack me with anxiety. He started just putting all of these anxious thoughts and all of this stuff in my mind. And I said, this is not going to be today. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning. And it was like, get up. I said, I'm not going to get up today. Not with all of this mess that you're trying to put on me. And so what I did was, I started playing some scriptures, Proverbs. And in those scriptures, I started binding the hand of the enemy. So I bind you over my mind right now. You're not going to take my mind and cause me to be anxious today. You're not going to cause me to even be concerned about the next hour. But I choose right now, God, to give you praise. And I sat right in the bed and laid right in the bed and just said, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you this day. Lord, I give you my body. Lord, I give you my mind. I thank you, God. And I don't know how and I don't know when, but I fell asleep and woke up again, refreshed. And feeling better. That weight that I was feeling was gone. I chose to give it to God. We got to learn to give some things to God. Stop carrying it. I was talking to somebody this week. And it says that we have to cast our burdens on God. He says because my yoke. Is easy. And my burden is light. Those things that you're carrying has a weight to it. And you're wondering why your body is not feeling well. You're wondering why your back is hurting. You're wondering why there's sickness in your body because you're carrying things that God did not intend for you to carry. And it's breaking you down. 
When we give, it draws us closer to God. It says embracing what God. Number two, it says, is giving calls us to put God first in all things. When we give to God, when we give and we're saying, Lord, I'm not going to be selfish anymore. I'm going to give my love. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give you all of me. It draws us closer to God. And on Thursday nights, we, we, were, we were talking, and we were um, talking about the seed that you, what you desire to be produced in your life, you have to sow that thing. If you want love, you got to sow love. If you want peace, you got to sow peace. Because over in Genesis, it talks about every seed produced after the same kind. It had offspring of the same kind. What are you wanting to see produced in your life? If you want it, you got to sow the seed. Number three, giving says that you... Whatever the situation is, whatever it has, whether it's, it's wondering what's going to happen from day to day, wondering how next year is going to look. I know we have all have goals and aspirations. We have a game plan. We have all of that. But it means nothing unless we give it to God. And when we give it to God, we're saying, you know what? I know I have all of this. I know that in my, in, in my journal, I have a time frame of when this is going to happen. I have a time frame of when that's going to go down. But God, I choose when I give it to you. I'm saying, God, that I am not going to let this dictate how I spend my time, my energy, and my money. When you give it to God, you're saying, this is not going to dictate to me. But God, I give it to you, and I know that you're going to show me what to do. And when you show me what to do, I'm going to move quickly. And lastly, let's stand to our feet. The rich young ruler changed the course of his destiny. All because he was willing, unwilling to let go. He was unwilling to let go. Don't be unwilling to let go of some things. When we give to God, giving, give what God says give. Give your life. Give it to him. Everything. When we give it to him, it keeps us on the destiny and the path that God has set out for us. If we do not give it all to God and we start saying, I got this, like my little great nephew says. Some days he can put his shoes on and some days he can't. And I come over there to try to help him. He said, I got it. And he's struggling. And then he looks at me. He says, can I get a little bit of help? (laughs) 
And that's how it is with God. We're saying, God, I got this. And so God comes over and we're saying, no, God, I got this. But then when we get in trouble, we say, God, can I get a little bit of help? I pray for the people on Facebook right now. It's giving time. Give everything you have to God. I pray that every stronghold over your life be broken now. In Jesus' name, everything that may hinder you from giving it all to God. Your situations, your problems. I pray a blessing over you this week that God would move in your life on this week. In Jesus' name. wants to do so much more for us. I know you think you got it good now. Oh, God. But God said, if you just give it all, I can make it, I'll make it blow your mind. Selfishness got to go. What about me got to go? If y'all don't want any more from God, it's okay. But I know I want more. I know I want to see the miracles of God working, not only in this place, but outside of this place. I'm done, y'all. I'm done. I love each of you. Pastor Robert. God will only take what you're willing to give. He is not going to rob you of anything. If you say, I like this, I want to hold on to it, then he'll let you keep it as long as you want it. Because God will not violate your will. 
In so many things we know, we know, we know, we know, we need to let it go. But we become comfortable with it and somehow think we can't do without it. But if you are not willing to let it go, God will not take it from you. Just, it's just not going to happen. Let's go ahead and stand. Dear Father, we thank you that you have broadened our perspective on what giving is. That when people talk about giving, it's not always something that's going to take away from our finances. Lord, it may be the surrendering of our times, of our talents, and other things that you've bestowed upon us. So, Lord, we want to first, first thing in the morning is always to give you thanks and allow you to plan our day. Yes, there are things that must be accomplished, but Lord, oh, how our day goes so much better when we first give it to you. We thank you and we honor you, Lord, that as we leave this place, but never your presence, that the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit and the angels of God are camped around about us, protecting us from all harm and danger. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you.